This is a Grand Slamming Padres podcast featuring Dom DeRosa to talk about your San Diego Padres. What is going on, Padres Nation? Another episode out here today. Already another Thursday morning, which is pretty insane. Another week down, another week of me biting my nails, wondering if this team's going to make the postseason or not. And if they don't, they're going to repeat the same act as last year. Trust me, we know we're all thinking it. When it came to the Seattle Mariners series, just now, two-game quickie, uh... They split it one and one. I mean, you Darvish was absolutely incredible. Eight shutout innings, no walks. He was great. However, in game two, Clevenger has not been the same. He's actually been struggling, just like Sean Manaya, who's going to be starting in the first of four uh, against the D backs in Arizona. So now, and credit to AJ Castle for beating me to it as the beat writer here. Go figure, of course. Does fantastic work. Now, when it comes down to it, we have a rotation issue yet again. It's not as bad as last year. However, thankfully enough, Snell has improved drastically. Still shows some hiccups, but we're not perfect. You Darvish has been probably our best pitcher, I would say. Darvish has been excellent. And then Musgrove, he's been okay, but he's been hittable. I think we've all noticed that. So it's like... He came off a rough series against L.A., but what else is new? I mean, us against the Dodgers, it's just, like, impossible at this point. It's embarrassing. And now, when it comes to Clevy and Manaya, what are we doing here? Because it's not looking good. I mean, last year, let's have some flashbacks to what happened. You know, it, it was ugly. We had signed Jake Arrieta to a deal, and he was already struggling. He was just, it, it never got easier for him. Uh, we had Vince Velasquez, Chris Paddock still, Reese Kinner. I can keep going. I mean, it was just, it was not it last year. Last year was called for like desperation times and everything like that. As for right now, Clevenger has struggled in his past couple starts. And like in September, he's been pretty bad and pretty hittable. So got to see where it goes. But also with Clevenger, the only thing is like, what's his... What's his limit? Because we all know he's injury prone. So it's like, can he go out there and pitch six, seven quality innings like Darvish and the, you know, Joe Musgrove? I was gonna say Blake Snell, but I don't think he can go seven. So right now, it's just like, okay, where where do you go from there? And then Shaw Manaya, he's been so bad that Bob Melvin decided to have him skip a rotation start. So it was like, all right, I can kind of see that. I can see that. Now, the Padres have options. Luckily enough, they have depth. However, the depth isn't that... It's concerning when it comes down to it because it's like, alright, can these can you last on bullpen games? And if you use a bullpen guy, can they start in, in a situation like this? Now, we formerly had Nick Martinez be our starter, and he was he was great, but he's been even better... In the bullpen, I mean, really, 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 really solid. I gotta say, in 37 games, he started 10. He's 4-3, and three, some of those wins coming in a save or a bullpen situation, keep in mind. But Nick Martinez has struck out 86 and 96 in the third innings, only walked 36, and he had command issues a little bit. 
Got to admit, a little bit in the beginning of the season. And now that it has kind of been like, all right, he's just going out there and doing his thing. His K to B ratio is 2.4, which is great, solid. And he, he has just been insane. He is like, he is just like Joe Musgrove in the pen to where I feel like you don't know what he's going to throw. And he's also got eight saves now to his resume. He's like the first pitcher to do 10 starts, 10 relief appearances, plus eight saves. Like, of all time. So that's cool. Just shows how much he's got. And he was worth the signing. We all weren't sure. Him coming from overseas after not working out with Texas years ago. And now look at him. I guess when we grab everyone from the Rangers, it's like, it's for the better. Look at Profar. So, uh, no more Mazzara too. I thought was solid. It's disappointing that we had to DFA him, but you have to admit, Azakar's been solid. Uh, and yeah, Nick Martinez, like, he could be in that spot, but it's also like you're going to lose some of your pen. Now, let's say Nick Martinez goes in that starting rotation again. Let's say, okay, um, Sean Maniah right now gets bumped out for a hot second. He doesn't even play. Or Clevy. So it's one, two, three, four. Nick Martinez takes over. Your bullpen consists of Luis Garcia. He's been good, but he came off a rough outing against LA as well. He's a flamethrower. He has command issues a little bit uh, because of his high heat, high velocity. He can uh, get a little wild. He's been known for that in his career. I actually watched him with the Phillies plenty of times, so I'm used to this. And he's also getting older. I forgot how much of like a late bloomer he really is. Uh, but Luis Garcia... Good, but like, what what are we doing here? In 52 and a third innings, he struck out 58, but he's also walked 15. That doesn't sound like a lot, but in that many innings, that could be a little bit concerning. Just because it's like, mm, you know, we know how much he's got with that pitch and that 99 and that sinker, that four seam, all that slider. But it's like, next thing you know, once he's not feeling it for one night, that's it. His control's out of whack. And then you got Robert Suarez. We, it's unfortunate because with Robert Suarez, I feel like the first thing that comes to our minds is game one. Out of all games, game one of the first game of the season against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Suarez was just absolutely unbelievable. He looked like Luis Garcia in an off day. However, Suarez has actually been very incredible. So he was also... From uh, overseas and everything like that. So, that's great. In 38 innings, 45 Ks. He's known to be a flamethrower. They're 100, 101, a little bit more. And uh, walks 17. So, he's actually found his niche. War just under 1 at .9. So, i got to say, Robert Suarez has been <laughs> unbelievable. Um, I have to say. So, there's two guys already that you can look at and say, Alright, if you got to... This is baseball. It's all about strategy. If you got like a Shaw Maniah who doesn't throw that hard on the mound, you come in and out of the bullpen with a Luis Garcia or Suarez. Hitters got to adjust to that pretty quickly uh, when time's coming in late. So that's something you got to think about. Adrian Morihone. I'm just going through the list. Adrian Morihone, one of my favorite prospects besides Camposano. Very, very glad they did not get rid of this guy. A lefty, a crafty pitcher. He's shown his good and his bad as of this season. I am a huge fan of this guy. I think he's going to be absolutely nasty. And uh, I just think he needs more time to work. He's come out of big bullpen appearances where he has just been shining. So I think keep him in the pen, honestly. I don't think he should be a starter. Don't just throw him right in the fire. 
because I don't think it's going to last too long. I like him in the bullpen as a seventh guy, maybe eighth guy setup, man, anything like that. And then finally, Pierce Johnson is back. It, it, it's really good to see. Unfortunately, Drew Pomerantz will not be returning this year after being told there was going to be some rehab and everything, and rehab assignment. And uh, yeah, it's not it's not panning out. So very unfortunate. His whole career, uh, two starts for Pierce Johnson in his career, all coming in 2021. As of 2022, hasn't pitched too much. Uh, but Pierce Johnson, pretty solid. I just like it. The better looking uh, Chris Paddock on the mound, basically, have the same hair. So uh, there's that. Pierce Johnson, I like. And then you got Josh Hader, who has, uh, of course, been just our closer. Nothing more. So, by the way, shout out to Hader. He's, uh, he's been good. Ever since, maybe it was ever since I went to that game in San Fran, he had a really good inning, and then, of course, just recently against Seattle, struck out the side, everything like that. Yeah, he's having a very, very good past couple closing situations, anything like that. So, hater, keep doing your thing and everything, but yeah, going all the way back to it, you guys understand that it's like, we're not as bad as we were last year. When it came to the pitching and the starting rotation. But it's also not the prettiest. If Clevenger and Manaya can't get it going with the Brewers just a few games out. It's not going to be pretty. It really isn't. And I'm scared. Again, I'm scared. The Padres looking into this right now. This is as of right now. So if you're hearing this right now. While I do the podcast. It could change. It could change. So the Padres actually went. A little bit below, which is good when it came to the hardest-ranked schedules remaining. They were, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but last week it was 6th or 7th, 7th hardest, and now they are ninth because Seattle's done. They split that series, but it's not going to get that easy. L.A., they, they played 3, they took 1. They played the Dodgers 3, St. Louis 3, and the White Sox, who have been disappointing, but we all know what they can do 3. And... It, Milwaukee thankfully lost last night thanks to the Cardinals. Let's keep that going, please, because that's like my only hope right now. Our two games back of a wild card spot. The Phillies are two and a half up. So it's like a good cushion, but not a good cushion. All it takes is to lose two and to win two, and you have yourself a series. That's all I'm going to say. Milwaukee, 15th hardest schedule. They do play, I believe, the Yankees this upcoming weekend. Including that goes three against the Mets and three against the Cardinals, in which they are playing right now. So try and get those L's as much as you can. And the Phillies, I just skipped right over them. 11th hardest. They have the Astros. They have the Braves for another 7. And then the Blue Jays for 2. Everything like that. So it is difficult. Hopefully you can kind of take over in 2nd place. Because we all know the Braves are staying in that 1st. Unless the Mets kind of somehow go there. But yeah, this, this pitching rotation, it's not as bad. However, you got to be concerned with the schedule remaining. I'm, I'm just nervous, man. I, I, I am. I, I really, truly am. So, it wasn't panning out at all with this LA series. I think we all know that after one game win, it was like, oh, great. It's like we win a parade and run the parade, you know, win a World Series. It's ridiculous. We got to just focus and take over more games because this. This L.A. team, with all the injuries that have been said and done, have been unbelievably insane. 
it's crazy. And also, maybe maybe they told Matt Beatty, who just declined to go to AAA after being put on outright waivers, he elected free agency. So uh, maybe the Dodgers told him, hey, we'll give you five hundred grand if you just don't know how to hit with San Diego. And it, yeah, that unfortunately didn't pan out. Wishing Beatty the best of luck, but like, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> I literally just thought when he got here, I was like, oh, it's the perfect guy off the bench, utility if you need, and he couldn't hit to save his life. So yeah, Beatty is uh, going to be gone and everything like that. We're all rejoicing on Padres' Twitter. I could see that. I could see that. So now, this Padres team plays the Arizona Diamondbacks for four games, and Arizona has the hardest remaining schedule and everything. They went on a little bit of a winning streak and stuff, kind of made things interesting. They're not as bad as they were last year at 67 and 75. However, nothing to uh, really keep your eyeballs at. Shawmanaya is finally coming back, making his appearance against a uh, guy making his debut, I believe, Dre Jameson. And we all know what it's like to make debuts. Um, the Padres against debut pitchers look absolutely horrible. Look what we did against Nelson. So, uh, look what we did last year, too. Getting no hit. Uh, don't even remind me. So, yeah, Shamanaya versus a rookie pitcher. You know, I actually also am seeing this. The projected uh, percentages, which is stupid because until the game is played, you know, we don't know. But the Padres, they say here, I only have a 51% chance of winning due to the fact that Shamanaya has not been that good. So, there's that. Game two. Blake Snell versus Mad Bum. We know what we could do against Mad Bum, especially Will Myers. And credit to Will Myers. He's been hitting despite the loss. He got himself a double last night in which Alfaro brought him in, so we didn't go for the goose egg. And we had Will Myers, surprisingly, despite the power not being there anymore, because I feel like he just like lost some weight and just doesn't have that swing. He's been good. 259 and 244 plate appearances. 307 on base, so he, he he's actually been solid. He's in, he's slowly and steadily improved his average, his OPS, you name it. So there's a little shout out to Mad Bum and his father. Uh, but yeah, Blake Snell, who has been terrific and he's also been very solid against this Diamondbacks team in his career, will be facing Arizona in the desert. Game three goes to Joe, Joe Musgrove, little. Cup of Joe versus Zach Gallen, who just had a streak broken of like 40 plus 44 innings of unscored. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was no one scored a run on him for like 44 innings. Correct me on that. But yeah, that, that's all I need to tell you is that that's over a just over a month since like early August to like September 13th. He went no, no run runs. That's that's insane. Zach Gallon's truly a special player out there and everything like that. And then Darvish will take game four versus the rookie Nelson yet again. Darvish has been sensational. So this is a series we really got to take. There's no excuses coming up. And uh, just got to get it going because I'm going to actually take a look right now. And yeah, the Yankees are in Milwaukee to play the Brewers. Maybe the one rare time you root for that kind of team. And... You just got to go from here. I know the Yankees are kind of on the downside of things, but the Brewers have been very disappointing this year too. Very, very, very disappointing. So just got to keep winning your ball games and everything like that. It's it's not going to get easy. 
Now, one of the last things, this might be one of the shorter ones uh, for the week, but that's okay. It's not about the length of the episode, it's about the quality. So, I actually saw an article from CBS Sports uh, by Dan Perry from September 9th and everything like that. So, it was actually really good, so shout out to him and CBS Sports for this article. And it's three reasons on why the Padres are not going to repeat last year's collapse in September... I don't know if I agree with this, to be honest. We'll go through it and everything. I want to know what you guys think, so please let me know in any which way or form. A new website's going to be coming out soon, and it's going to be uploaded, and it's going to be actually legit. It's no longer going to be on Wix if you guys been to it. It's on my link tree, which my link tree is on my Twitter, at Grand Slam Padres. All one word. You'll find it. You'll see the really cool design profile pic that my sister made and everything. And, uh... New website's going to be coming, so keep on the lookout for that. I put a new article up, but everything's going to hopefully be transferred very smoothly. So yeah, uh, new website, a little bit more legit and everything. So please, feel free. I'll keep you guys posted, but feel free to take a look once it's out there and everything. And uh, definitely will be an article to come once it's out and once it's published. So here are a few reasons on which... They are saying, and Perry and CBS Sports are saying, all right, the Padres are not going to repeat last year and be a disappointment and make the postseason, which is also upsetting, and I'll get into that after this to end it out. The schedule is easier is what they're stating. The Padres' opponents, this is done on September 9th, so keep in mind, it might even be lower now, but the Padres' remaining opponents have an average win percentage of 548. And that's compared to last year, it was at 6.02. So that's that is a difference maker right there. Um, I mean, the Giants were now that I think about it on the top of my head, the Giants were absolutely insane. LA was absolutely insane, and it was just like, what are we doing here? The Giants is a season that came out of nowhere, and that was that. The rotation is better. <sighs> yes, but like. Okay, yes, but don't get too carried away with it is what I'm saying. Because it's everyone that I mentioned before, the the starting five. And then, as for last year, Darvish had six starts, Musgrove had six, Velasquez had four. We mentioned him before. Jake Arrieta had three. We mentioned him before. Snell had two. He was suffering with injuries. Chris Paddock had two. He was suffering with injuries. Reese Kinnear, Pedro Avila, Ryan Weathers, Pierce Johnson. That was one of his starts as of last year compared to the two. And it was a bullpen game. So, yes. I agree with that, but just that's a statement I wouldn't get my head over heels over. That's not like, I would not just straight up say to someone, well, look at our rotation. I would kind of be a little hesitant and say, all right, our top three is doing well. Hopefully, Clevenger and Manaya can get it really going back to their original selves. But it is better than what we had last year in desperation times, calling for desperation measures. So, there's that. Number three, no Fernando Tatis Jr. However, there is Juan Soto and Ha Seong Kim. Y- yes, okay. Yes, but, like, I think this is also a stretch. Not gonna lie. I think we could all agree because, like, listen, Tatis is suspended, 80 games, right? But, like, we have Manny. But Soto's been struggling a little bit. 
And it's going to happen. Hopefully, he finds his groove in the most important times once this team, if they make the postseason. But Soto has to get it going. I know it's such a great name. And it's like, yeah, well, we got Juan Soto. I get that. But has he panned out? He's walked. Yes, that's what he does. Great. But the, the rallies are not really coming. Josh Bell hasn't panned out. Jury's on the I.L. You gotta... That, that statement looks better on paper than what it does on the field. As for Hassan Kim, yeah, his defense is great. He's a fan favorite. Easily. Easily, he's a fan favorite. And offensively, he's gotten on a little bit of tears and has been good. But he's not Tatis. We all know that. I, I love Hassan Kim. I do. Seven runs saved on the field. That's going to only go up. His war's up there at four. Yeah, he's a defensive magician. But at the same time, you got to understand, this team needs power. Maybe the humidity and the everything with the baseballs. and it, Maybe that has something to do with it. But, like, that... It, I understand the point, but as long it, it's not panning out to be like proven yet. As long as those two pan out, then yes, I, I totally agree with that. However, as of right now, I just don't see it. I do not see it. So, nothing to bash on against this team, but you know, you got to have the confidence to make the playoffs. This team has the talent, but we all said that last year, and look what happened. Look what happened. So, great article all around. I understand the points all together. It could easily be three yeses rather than a no, a maybe, and a sure. But at the same time, everything's got to pan out the right way. Because th th this could do it. All it takes is for the Brewers to win six, the Padres to win three. Next thing you know, Brewers are up ahead. That's all it takes, man. So, you got to keep on your heels. Can't get overly worked up. And it's just depressing to say this. I said this in one of my articles just recently. It's just sad to where I know the team improved at the trade deadline. But with all the talent that they have and everything like that, you're 20 and a half back against the Dodgers team that has suffered injuries with Mookie Betts, etc. And here we are trying to see if we even get a spot in the wild card. And they're just going to probably, they're going to have to face a tough challenge. they got to face potentially the Cardinals, potentially the Mets, the Braves. That's not easy. That's not easy. I know this team's got talent, but they really got to make a push into everything. So, got to just see where it goes. And AJ Preller easily going to be on the hot seat. I think he's gone if they don't make the postseason. <sighs> Come on, I think we all want him gone. I've seen some of the tweets and everything, and uh, yeah, it ain't pretty. The fact that this team made one postseason, if you want to count that in 2020, a shortened game season in 60 games, it's it's not looking good. And he's been here since 2014. And yes, it takes time. However, with the talent that they have, if they don't make it again, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but don't let that door hit you on the way out. So anyways, yeah, yeah, just uh, let's hope they win. Try and make a really big statement. Try and stretch that lead in the wild card to really make themselves comfortable for any more challenges yet ahead to come because uh it's not going to get any easier so thank you guys for listening follow me on twitter like i stated before for any kind of updates on the blogs or the episodes and everything like that it was great talking to you guys see you guys next thursday